Welcome to the Hot Seat, powered by affordable staff, David Judge, and here we are at Season 2, Episode 7 of the Hot Seat, where we release a new episode every second Tuesday, and we talk to industry influencers that have worked hands-on in the real estate industry. We find out where they see the current and future trends, and what you can do about it to support and grow your business. Sound good? Yeah? Now, in today's hot seat, we are talking to Debbie Palmer of the PPM Group. So if you haven't heard of Debbie before, she actually started off in the real estate industry about 30 years ago. And around 20 years ago, Debbie formed a business called the PPM Group. Now, Debbie also runs a PPM conference, which is one of the only remaining property management-centric focused annual conferences for the industry. And as of this year in 2019, it's celebrating its 18th anniversary. Now, in our interview, uh, Debbie shares why agencies are moving away from a shop front and more towards a home base or a shared workspace, how the importance of seamless integration of technology into a business can actually be a disruptor, how your focus on customer service can help you to differentiate yourself from another business, and finally, why it's important to use technology to support and not replace the people within the industry or within your business. So like I said, Debbie's been in the industry of, you know, like for a long time, especially as PPM over 20 years. And she's actually watched the industry go through wave after wave after waves of, ch- waves of change. And she's actually sharing a number of real world examples and knowledge of where the industry is going in the future while balancing the foundation of what the real estate and property management industry is all about. So some really, really good advice on the, um, on the, the podcast or on the interview today. So without further ado, let's get started and roll it. Hey, David here from The Hot Seat. I also have... Uh, Damien. Hi, everyone. And we have... Hi, Debbie Palmer from the PPM Group. Good to see you guys. Yes. Thanks for having me here, guys. Yeah, yeah, really good. We've been sitting for a couple of days creating video content with you, which is fantastic. And as a part of it as well, we said, well, look, we'll grab you, Debbie, and we'll sit down and do The Hot Seat. Right at the end of the two days film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so now and you're then, nice and fresh. We'll get, yeah, we'll that's get right. right into it. Oh, I always look nice and fresh. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think at the end of two days it's probably probably more vulnerable. So we thought we'd hit you at the vulnerable stage. Okay. No warning yet, though. No, 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 no wine no, yet. No. Which oh, it's is it too soon? I don't think it's wine o'clock. It's always wine o'clock. It's always wine o'clock somewhere yes, in the world. That's right. That's yeah. right. So suppose getting into it. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Oh my goodness. Where do I start? I guess my first passion, I'm a mum that's got three amazing children. I've got Jess, she's seven, Sarah's nine, and Lachlan's 13. So they have become my actual real babies. Yep. Outside of my first baby, which is the the PPM group that, um, yeah, no, I've been the managing director of it for almost... 20 years and we specialize in property management, procedural systems, training, Mm -hmm. consulting, coaching, big national conference events in June on the Gold Coast. Um, Probably on a little bit more of a, can you get any more personal and talking about your kids? I've got, (laughs) I've got two puppies, four cats, three chickens. Two fish. And I noticed actually, I noticed actually your dogs aren't asleep on my legs. I know. <laughs> for, the, the pup- for this. The puppies, <laughs> yeah, the puppies right. have been with us for the whole two days, but they've behaved. They have behaved. And mm. they, they've been very good. They're actually better than, better behaved than my children. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leave that, Damien. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what did you first get into the industry? Why did I first get into the industry? I think like a lot of us old school 
property managers, I, I fell into it. Um, right out of school, I, I, I didn't have much direction or what I wanted to do. So mm. I started doing hospitality and mm. worked for a couple of really cool restaurants. There was one called Compadres in Brisbane and it was an entertainment restaurant. It was where all the, the rock stars and famous people came yeah. to, to eat. It was mm. a, a little bit like, I guess, the, the Hard Rock. It was an American franchise. But yeah, no, we were encouraged to socialize, have fun with the patrons. And I actually met a, a partner, one of the, the, the guests at the restaurant um, who was my first serious boyfriend, a little bit older than me, and started dating. And he mentioned that he had an overseas holiday planned um, indefinitely. So obviously I invited myself along hmm. to that. I was only yep. 18 and spent three months in Hawaii, settled in London. And that was my first introduction to, to property management mm. was I was planning on doing bars and restaurant service but short story within 24 hours we'd secured a, a flat and I was offered a position in property management which over there they call letting clerks yeah so I worked there for for two years I did a, a short period of time with a, a recruitment company over there that was I really enjoyed that mm. and on the way home we actually set up a, a bed and breakfast in in France, a little town called Lacanou, where we went down, we rented a property and we would bring tours of people people down. And so they, you were subletting, that's what you're saying? Yeah, they knew, they, 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 yeah, they knew where we were. <laughs> yes. Did you have landlord permission? Uh, they, they couldn't even speak English. <laughs> that's they right. They didn't speak English. Um, Semantics, Damien. <laughs> So reluctantly, I, I came back to Australia, settled on the Gold Coast and worked on the border of Coolangatta Tweed and that's 30, 31 years ago. Mm. So mm. industry running joke. In, really? I started when I was five. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's right. Mm. Like many of us. I'll Damien, yeah. how old were you? Oh, I must have been two. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I know I think property management it's it's something that a lot of people will agree with. It's you love to hate it, but mm. once property management gets into your blood it You're hooked. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit like a drug. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And the and the industry obviously has changed over the, the, the years that Damien you've been a part of it and the yeah. years that you've been a part of it, Debbie. Right now, as we stand doing this interview, what do you see as being the biggest problem and or challenge in the industry? Oh, there's quite a few. I think that the top ones would be be mindful and aware of the, the disruptors. Mm. Um, that's probably more of an impact on the sales department. Uh, I think in property management, it's a... Uh, a relationship it, it's more it's long, a marriage yeah well it's more it's long term yeah. mm. uh, other than and when i say disruptors i mean you've got you've got you've got your cubbies you've got your airbnbs airbnb though 
I personally feel is not as big of a threat as mm. it has been previously. Um, but then you've got you've got your pebble bricks. You've got your Jim's mowing has now come into it. Jim's property management. Yeah. Jim's mm. property management. Um, what, what did I say? Jim's mowing. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Got Jim's, Jim's mowing, accounting. Jim's, Jim's property Jim's management. Jim's everything. Jim's Jim's. But a couple of other ones are the structure of mm. property management departments. I'm I'm seeing more and more agencies move away from the traditional shop front. Um, there's a lot of startups from home. There's a lot more boutique agencies. There, I'm seeing a, in structure, even with you guys, mm. VAs. Yeah. V, I, I think VAs are only at, uh, we're not even at the tip of the, the, the iceberg. I know everyone that I talk to, a, a lot of people, aren't aware of them, but when they understand the concept and I, I share how valuable and how productive and um, how, well, they've been amazing for me. Yeah. So mm. I think a VA structure of business and technology and automation, I think is, is another thing to, to, to keep up to date with yeah. everything. I, I think if we look back, and we do this interview in two years' time, we'll be talking about a, a whole range mm -hmm. of, of new issues. Well, I know, issues. Dave, Dave and I did, we interviewed at the beginning of last year, 20, yes. 2018, beginning yeah. of 2018, we actually, I redid my interview because it wasn't released until... And it changed so much. In November, yeah, it and changed I know one so of our, much. One of our big focuses is, especially for our business, is the, the focus, the seamless the focus of seamless integration of technology into a business. So you look at iPhones uh, now or smart devices and you have a look at when they first came out, um, it wasn't easy to check your email on them, but now it's just, you know, it's integrated. It's just so, it's just so simple. It's just something that you do, you just pick it up and you just use it. And I, I can see that, especially for, um, for technology, the ongoing seamless introduction to technology, so it's just a part of your everyday, and, and, and there's no effort associated with it. Um, I can see that being a, a big disruptor or a big change in the industry or challenge. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, so, how do you think someone can differentiate themselves in this ever-changing world um, of real estate? That's a really, really simple and easy question to answer, mm. and I, I mm. say it all the time, and it's service. Yeah. Um, everyone has access to to technology, to systems, to people, and if we talk about disruptors, if we talk about, I mean, sometimes I, I bring up what happens if one of the big four banks decided to come mm. in and to expand yeah. their 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 database, offered free property management. I mean, but the free property management isn't really free because they're utilising that database for for additional financing and loans and, and, and yeah. insurance. So I think to, to stay relevant and to retain your clients, you've got to improve your service. And that is where the industry as a whole um, is, actually, is actually lacking. It's, it's, it's... How long do you think it's been, like in, ever since I've been in the industry, Mm. Um, I believe used car sales pe people and 
real estate agents are sort of there on the list of most trusted people and then doctors and nurses and that. No, least trusted. Le- le- least, 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 least trusted. Least trusted. Least yeah. 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 We've that, broken through the, the most trusted. Okay. Second, yeah. bottom. Second, yeah. second bottom. Second bottom. Are we at second bottom? Second bottom. Yeah, I think probably. used car sales. Yeah. Used car sales yeah. Used, used car, yeah, used yeah. car. What can we do to change that? It's been all my career. I, I'm imagining it's been most of yours too, that like we don't seem to be trusted. And yeah. we manage millions and millions of dollars yeah. worth of assets. And, and it's a very unforgiving job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, it comes down to the individual agency. So there's, there's so many factors that go into to changing that perception. Now, they're not going to be at that one agency. It, it probably isn't going to make a difference to the entire industry. But you get the success principles right, and at least you'll change the perception with your landlords and your tenants. Yeah. And 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 I think service is more important than than anything. More important than processes than systems. It's it's the experience that people are going to remember. Mm. And I think on the service part as well, and like we said about technology being a disruptor, I think. People try to use technology to take away from having to provide service in a lot of ways. Where they, yeah. we were talking to a, um, we're talking to one of our clients in Melbourne, um, uh, Sarah, and she was saying that she uses technology as a, a after hours to support people, but it never replaces the human part. Never replaces the human element. And I think as long as you use service in that way, where you uh, technology in that way, where you're enhancing service, but you're not trying to replace the humans, because I think they're critical and important. Yeah, mm. yeah I think where you can use technology is to streamline the process as you mm. were saying um and to give you more time yes so you can time. focus on no give you more time yeah. so you can focus on the service and i think there's a perception out there that um, all of this technology is taking away the personal connection and the personal relationships where if you use it effectively mm. To give you more time, actually gives you more time. It actually gives you more time to be able to connect and service your clients. Yeah. So, what special advice would you have uh, for people in real estate? In real estate, from your business, from your business perspective, you sit outside, oversee a lot of businesses, help them with a lot of process and procedures. What advice have you got for business owners out there in real estate um, agents and property managers? Okay. How long have we got? You have about two and a half minutes. 30 seconds. Two and a half minutes. Look, honestly, it's, I mean, outside of, of staying current and relevant, my advice would be to go back to the basics. And mm-hmm. what I mean about going back to the basics is getting, is getting the, the foundation and the, the processes right. Now, whether that's embracing... Um, a checklist or forms or letters, whether that is utilising the full functionality of trust programs. I mean, once you get the foundation right, then you need to look at the the culture and the morale of your business. Once you get that right, um, you look at the, the, the service. Once you get that right, then you've got marketing strategies. Then you've got to establish targets and goals really at the end of the day to operate uh, a successful property management and i call them not property management departments but businesses Mm. because 
it really is a business on its own and the internal tasks aren't only complex and diverse and I don't know any other career path that where you have to wear so many hats mm. but it, it it's a really really big question but if I can summarize and just say get the basics right yep. and then know the strategies that you need to climb the mountain of success mm. Fantastic. Well, we're about to go into the 60 second. It's called 60 second hot seat questions, but it really goes on for a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but first, we're going to go for a quick break. So you can have a quick breather and then oh, we're going to really? get into it. How does that sound? Awesome. Okay. Great. We'll see you in a sec. Okay. Welcome back. Uh, we have Debbie and we have Damien. Hi. And we're now at the stage of the hot seat where we're going to sit down and we're going to ask the 60 second hot seat questions. That's my favorite part. Yes. Yes. It's the only time I've seen you cry. It is. It is. <laughs> no, no. It is actually. It's making it sound worse. My favorite part. I get to sit here and look pretty. I was going to yes. say, it's your favorite part. <laughs> yes. You're not put on the hot seat I've for been 60 there. seconds. I've, yes. been, I've, been, I've been in your place. Yeah. Exactly. We actually so, need to do one with David at yeah, some point well, in time. I'm happy to. I know all the answers. I created we'll the make, questions. We'll make our own questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So nice and short answers. Uh, okay. If you can't, if you can't answer any of them, you can pass say pass and or try again. yep, and we can either try again or say I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Hopefully, we won't have any of those. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. And let's get into it. Number one bucket list item. Number one bucket list item would. Oh my goodness, pass, we'll come back to that. Strong, uh, the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, that'd have to be either the frog's legs or snails in France. Describe yourself in three words. Um, energetic, passionate and caring. How do you spend the first three hours of your day? First three hours, uh, well, that would take me three hours to answer. <laughs> but up, juggle the kids for school. And then I like to have a, a little bit of a, a relax and then it's emails and straight into work. Favorite drink? Favorite drink, let's go V8 juice. So <laughs> I, no, wait, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> right. I saw that. Favorite, favorite alcohol would <laughs> yeah. be wine. Yes. Yeah. Would you prefer to fly or be invisible? Invisible. A mistake that ended up being a success. Um, a mistake that ended up being a success past try comeback. Okay. Um, what fat or trend would you like to come back? Fat, what, what era? Yeah. Oh, just hands down 80s. Hands down I'm 80s. Oh. 80s, 80s. I'm at any 80s party, any 80s concert. Yeah. This is a strange one. How much money is enough? How much money is enough? I can answer that one really easily. I mean, once upon a time, I wanted the, the empire. I wanted a trillion dollars. Enough money to me is just to be able to live the lifestyle that I want. Not, not Nothing extravagant, be able to have whatever I want whenever I want, which I'm pretty fortunate. Mm, yeah. But I think I have enough. Mm. What's your biggest non-negotiable? Biggest non-negotiable... Oh, goodness. These are really... I know. I've, re I've retweeted them. <laughs> the biggest non-negotiable would... Um, oh, I was going to say something like integrity. Mm. Um, yep. Being true to myself. <laughs> 
I, I guess coming up to close to 50, I'm, um, I've grown a little, don't, mm. don't care too much what people think about me. It's more, it's more about quality of life, putting mm. family first and making sure I've got a good quality of life. Morning or night? Uh, definitely a night person. Weapon of choice? Um, would be the wooden spoon. Yes. Biggest fear? Uh, sorry? Biggest fear? Biggest fear. Um, I was asked this question not long ago and I couldn't answer it. Uh, without going into a really big, long story, I went kayaking last weekend and my partner put me on the child kayak and I fell off. Mm. I never thought I had a fear, but my fear would be putting my feet on the ground of a river where I can't see the bottom mm. and I have things touching all over my body. I wish I had it on video. Well. It was So I have a, a fear of slimy things under the water that I can't see. That's actually quite good. I have the yeah. same fear. Um, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? Okay, another great question. Uh, my passion is inspiring, educating, and motivating property managers. Mm. And it's it's actually been a, a goal of me to, to transfer what I do in the PPM group to educating, inspiring, and creating confident children through different um programs workshops conferences cool. products mm. so yeah university or school of hard knocks uh school of hard knocks all the way what advice would you give to 18 year old debbie uh, oh my goodness and i think no i think it's the same as a lot of people would say and that is let it go everything always works out i regret nothing in my life yes. except getting stressed over silly things that never ever mm. came about so I, I i'd say deb it's all gonna work out yes that's good advice yeah friday or monday um it it doesn't really matter to me, I've three got, kids, they all blend got, into one. <laughs> um, Friday or Monday, probably a Friday because I know I've got a couple of days to chill. Mm. Yeah. One item you could not live without? Uh, that I could not, one item I could not live without. Oh, it's a bit, you're fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. You're fine. Cats or dogs? Um, preference would be, I actually like my dogs better, mm. but I prefer cats because they're, they're easier and... It's got nothing to do with the fact that both your dogs are sitting there. <laughs> no, right. I, I actually prefer dogs, but cats are easier. Cats are Dog, more maintenance. Dogs you've got to, yeah, dogs yeah. you've got to walk, they're, they're mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm only going to go back to one of the past questions, the number one bucket list item. The number one bucket list item I would have to say is I've got to create a bucket list. Mm. And how many keys do you have on your key ring? I have one key. Yes, that's right. And do, do property managers hate keys? Property managers 
well, they hate keys when they turn up to the property. Well, they don't and have them. <laughs> and they've got the wrong keys. So, yes. and, and I've got one because I was going to ask it before. How many properties should a property manager manage? How many properties should a property manager manage? Mm. Uh, that's an excellent question, but I'm going to take the fifth of minute. You're going to defer. And the only reason I say that is I, I can answer it. I do have the formula. Okay. So for the business owners that are interested, but from my experience, when I've done workshops before and I've shared that in a, a, a large environment with lots of property managers, I get calls from principals going, Deb, what are you doing saying okay. 300 properties when they're managing 320? No, they can't manage 300. But do you get where I'm yeah. coming from? Mm. Yeah. Just, just to be... Just to be kind to the diplomatic. business owners, diplomatic to the, the business owners that may be listening. Um, <laughs> but I do know the answer to that. Okay. Yes. Well, that's it. Yeah. That was nice and easy. And leading into that about knowing how many properties a property manager should manage, we're at shameless plug time. So you can talk about anything that you have going on in your business, anything that you'd like to talk to the, the big wide world out there about. Shameless plug time. Okay. Well, I guess Number one is our National Property Management Conference. Yes. Um, we're going into our 18th year. Wow. Um, we'll be able to drink. You'll be... No, we're not 18. 18. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Finally <laughs> legal. <laughs> Actually, that's quite amazing to actually listen to that 18 years of, of PPM conferences. The first one I did was at, at Parramatta and then the rest have all been on the Gold Coast and we've gone between the the marriott and 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 jupiter's this year not yeah this, this year, year um where we've done a big venue change we're at the qt i don't know if anyone has stayed there but yes i'm a big fan of the qt i haven't stayed there QT, it's an amazing social environment and outside of hosting an incredible conference where the, the speakers i don't know how we do it but the speakers just this year are above and beyond, but it also has the most popular nightclub mm. in Surface Paradise yep. that has the most attractive men and gorgeous women. Mm. So we can combine a little bit of education and learning with um, letting our hair, hair down, down and having fun. And I guess is, is just to let everyone know that I love property management. It's um, a passion of mine. We have a, a wide range of, of resources. Our PPM system, collection of, of checklists that hyperlink automatically to letters, forms, scripts, KPIs, um, has been in the marketplace for 18 years. I've got listing presentation DVDs, end of month landlord newsletters, due diligence. Um, I do Tuesday live coaching. Uh, every single week outside of the school holidays and we basically do everything property management outside mm. of technology and trust programs so mm. I, I'm going to be I'm going to be polite and not not take up too much time I could talk forever about <laughs> what we do but um, I really appreciate you guys having me in on on the hot seat yes it's, uh, it's something that I think it's the first time. First time I've been live in front of the camera. Uh, you guys have been awesome the last mm. two days. Yep. And um, 
and good work. yeah and thank you too for coming on the hot seat thank you for everything you've done within the industry 18 years like you said you're finally legal well over 30 years in the industry <laughs> right yes 18, that's right in the conference mm. yeah, yeah. No, it's a, a long well, it's all i've known mm. property management's all i've known and 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 i think anyone that, that knows me or has met me knows is my 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 focus is is really to work with agencies to get them mm. more productive and profitable and and I think inspire and give them a, a little bit of a pep and passion because it it can be tough yes. in property yeah. management. So mm. well, fantastic! Thank you again, Debbie. Well, thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Damien, for helping me out with the interview. Yep. You had the easy part of sitting there and laughing as oh, Debbie no. answered all the questions. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yes, and thank you again, everybody, for watching, and we'll see awesome. you on the next episode of the Hot Seat. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode with Debbie Palmer. And before you go, I'd ask if you enjoyed this episode that you subscribe to our podcast, which you can find if you search for The Hot Seat wherever you listen to your podcasts, especially on Spotify and Apple. Yeah. Also, I wanted to remind you that The Hot Seat is powered by affordable staff. And if I am 100% honest, we could not put The Hot Seat together without outsourcing. There's so much background work that goes into creating a podcast and, and all the video stuff that we're doing here. And... You know, we couldn't do it without outsourcing to our overseas team. I mean, I record the content that you're watching now or listening to now, and then I send it to an offshore team where they handle the video and the audio edits, the website, uh, the the podcast distribution, the marketing, uh, and so much more. So thank you very much to our team in the Philippines, and thank you to all of you for coming along and supporting and watching the Hot Seat episode, uh, watching the Hot Seat, and... We will um, catch up with you in the next episode of The Hot Seat. Thank you.